Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras episode number 74. And this is the last episode in our Run Your First 50K series. So this is six of six. And today we're going to talk about race strategy. So far too often, I think we are so focused on the day-to-day training that we forget that all of this leads up to a race. Now, that's not to say that you totally forget that you're going to race all together, but we sort of need to understand that what we're doing on a day-to-day basis means something, right? It's leading up to something. And on race day, the last thing you want is to show up and be overwhelmed, nervous, or worried about about how the day is going to go. So in an effort to help you show up, I don't know, like calm, cool, and collected, let's talk about how to develop a killer race strategy. Now, when I say race strategy, I mean how you'll execute a solid performance on race day. Okay. So we're sort of talking about the overarching idea of having a race strategy. And that really comes down to how you're going to manage these four things, okay? How do you want to attack the course from a pacing perspective? So when you're going to walk or run or jog or power hike or swim, if you have a water crossing, right? That definitely could possibly be one of the things that's on your course map. The second thing is how you plan to take care of your physical body the gear that you're going to wear or use, what you're going to eat and drink, managing physical stuff like hotspots and blisters, any sort of aches and pains and cramps and, you know, any sort of discomfort that comes up. How are you going to take care of that? The third thing is how you will manage yourself mentally and emotionally. I think this one really gets not enough attention, quite frankly. So what are you going to think about before and during and after the race? How you're going to talk to yourself when you are going through all the highs and the lows that accompany an ultra. And the last thing is how you handle the unexpected. Okay. And you might be thinking like, wow, that's that in itself was unexpected, but I can promise you that stuff is going to happen that you didn't plan on during your race, okay? And stuff that maybe you never even considered was a possibility. So dedicating some time to trying to think of things that could go wrong and then game out how you would handle them is well worth your time, okay? Examples perhaps. Like if you forget your shoes or your hydration pack or you get lost because the course isn't marked well and... I hesitate to even say it, but the ever so popular, what do I do if I have to go to the bathroom and there isn't a porta potty around? Okay. So like thinking about these things ahead of time will serve you well. So the best way that I know of to practice your race strategy is to do what I call a race simulation. Um, and I typically do this a few weeks out before my actual race day. So what do I mean by race simulation? This is basically a day. It typically takes place on a day that I'm doing my long run on the weekend when my entire goal is to simulate how I want to show up on race day from start to finish. Okay. Everything from the time I get up, what I eat, what I wear, the type of terrain that I'm going to run on, um, literally every single aspect of what I'm going to experience on race day or really as much as I can closely replicate 
in my, in my, you know, home environment, that's what I'm trying to do. Okay. So doing this will allow you to see where the holes are in your plan. And you could actually even refine it down even more. I was actually talking to a client the other day about her race simulation, whereby she really wanted to test out one specific thing. It wasn't really that she was so nervous about the total mileage. It was that she was nervous about her fueling, right? Her nutrition and her, her hydration. So that's really going to be the focus for her on her race simulation day, doing everything from, um, focusing specifically on what time she gets up, when she eats, when she uses the bathroom, when she's going to start eating and drinking once her run or her race simulation starts, like really methodically thinking through these things as opposed to taking um, a reactionary or sort of backseat approach and being more proactive about it. So you could refine it down to do just what she's doing and only focus on the one specific thing that sort of causes you trouble. Like She already knows that nutrition and hydration are sort of her trouble spot. So that's what she's going to hone in on. Maybe for you, it's um, your pacing. Maybe it's you haven't, for me right now, it's like, what freaking pack am I going to (laughs) wear? Right? You guys have heard the story of all the hydration packs that I have bought and tested for Tahoe. Like that's the one thing for me right now that's going to be a big deal because I have to carry that sucker for 200 miles. So if it doesn't fit and it doesn't feel good, then I have a serious problem. Okay. So you can sort of see how you can be like do the big picture kind of race simulation, or you could do sort of like the microcosm, like very focused, very specific race simulation. Okay. And so honing in on that one thing and using this time as a way to troubleshoot and come up with a solution, or at the very least, a few different ways, like you don't have to come up with the solution, but what happens typically is like, you'll be able to narrow down on one or two or three ways that you could solve for that thing, that problem, should it arise. So that rather than trying to just be like, oh my God, I have no idea what to do. You'd be able to be like, I can like zoom in and say, well, I know X, Y, and Z worked for me during my race simulation. So those are the things that I'm going to try first. And then if those don't work, then of course I can zoom back out again and sort of crowdsource other options, which I don't necessarily recommend, but when your go-to options don't work, crowdsourcing is a viable way to go about it. Okay. So I really like to schedule this race simulation at least or at minimum four to six weeks out from my race so that I have time to recover and regroup and sort of that really just gives me time to test out and figure out things that are going to be possible solutions for the areas that I've identified need work, right? So I started this process with my pack a long time ago, and as such, I've had to keep buying packs and returning packs. So I'm thankful that I started this a long time in advance. Um, For my client, she's going to start this whole process of trying to figure out what she's going to eat and drink. Um, She's got yeah, relatively like four or six weeks left before her race. So she's really, she's been testing some things, but now we need to actually come up with what I would call like a protocol that she's going to try to follow on race day. So oftentimes what happens is I think runners just assume that if they show up and do the day-to-day training, that somehow magically like all of these things will just be all good on race day, right? Like if I just show up and do the running and I practice, um, 
you know, wearing my pack and I kind of eat and, you know, I drink when I can and, you know, so on and so forth, that magically what will happen is on race day, all those things will just come together and they will gel nicely. And unfortunately, that isn't always the case. That approach might work or might be fine for some, but most runners, like 90% of us, and I'm raising my hand here, myself included, we could benefit from multiple opportunities to think through and practice what we're going to do on race day. I mean, the goal is to show up, like I said before, calm, cool, and collected. And if you are late, you've forgotten your favorite hat, you didn't sleep well, your stomach is queasy because of the nerves, and you're not sure where the aid stations are on the course, it's going to be really tough to maintain your composure and execute on a solid race. Okay. This is sort of why we, I, I really hone in on mindset because that's sort of where everything starts. But you do need to understand those four buckets that we talked about earlier and be able to sort of identify what you're going to do in, in from the start all the way through to the finish. So keep in mind that all of the weeks leading up to your race are essentially golden opportunities for you to practice and refine your race strategy. And this is why having an objective for each workout, we talked about this in the training plan episode, um, having an objective for each workout is so important because that way you're not just winging it, right? I can guarantee you that if you're somebody that's just winging it, sort of just showing up haphazardly, like running a few miles here or there, like maybe you do some hills if you have a hilly race, or maybe you run the flats if you have a flat race, but like you're just sort of showing up and, you know, throwing a dart at the dartboard and like just seeing where it lands. And you're like, okay, great. I'll just do that. That is not a viable way to get to where you want to go and execute on a solid race day. Okay. I'm, I'll guarantee you that you're going to show up on race day feeling frazzled. And that's the last thing that you want. Okay. So each of the, like the whole point of this like series, the run your first 50 K series of podcasts is to like help you refine your game so that you show up and rock your race, like really crush it. Okay. So we could really go down a rabbit hole on each of these components, but I want to sort of give you the homework here to map out your strategy. So you're going to get your notebook, or maybe you make a spreadsheet, or maybe you've got some other system, however your brain likes to sort of process and keep track of important information. And you're going to start to map out each of these four components, right? We'll run through them again. The first one was how you want to attack the course from a pacing perspective, um, how you plan to take care of your physical body, how you are going to manage yourself mentally and emotionally, and how you handle the unexpected. And in the Run Your First 50K group, I give them a PDF that sort of like walks them through this process and asks a couple like key questions to refine it even further. But you can get started with literally just a pen and paper and these four buckets to think about. And if you do this, you will be ahead of 90% of the people that are out there because they're not doing this. They're sort of just like, yep, okay, my race is this weekend. Oh shit, I got to gather up all my stuff. Do I have directions? Okay, what time do I need to be there? And they sort of just fly by the seat of their pants, okay? 
You, on the other hand, (laughs) you're here because you want to be a little bit more successful and refined and you want to sort of have some things mapped out so that you know what you're going to do. All right. And this process of thinking through each of these buckets and actually mapping it out, making notes of the things that work for you, but also the things that don't work for you is going to be huge. Okay. And if you start this process and you get to an area and you can't identify a strategy for it, you just like sort of draw a blank. There's nothing in the column. Like you just can't figure out how you're going to do it. You just identified where you need to put in the work. You've just figured out what the focus of your next race simulation is going to be. Okay. So if you're listening to this in real time, the current round of run your first 50 K is closed, but you can get on the wait list for the next round by going to runyourfirst50k.com and submitting an application for the next round that's going to open up after I get back from Tahoe. Okay. And then second to that, if you haven't already done so, I would definitely recommend that you snag the first 10 weeks of my signature 50k training plan because this will sort of map out for you how to start to put all of these components together. The walking, the running, the mobility, the strength, all of the things. And it's sort of like a good way to ramp up and start your training and get you going. So to get that, you'll go to my website, megan-gould.com forward slash 10 week plan. So the number 10 week plan, and that has to be in all lowercase letters, which we learned in the last episode. If you do it in all caps, it won't send you to the right place. So go make sure you check that out. Um, And that will also get you on my email list where you'll start to like just get be in the world of ultras and start to learn some really cool stuff. Every week I send out tips and tricks and tell some stories and just sort of kind of orient you in the right way to be, get your brain thinking about ultras in the right way so that you set yourself up for success. All right, you guys, that is all for this episode. Enjoy this beat and I will see you all soon. Oh, 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 oh,